0: Welcome America, this is your favorite evil host, the god of evil, this is Lucifer here, ladies and gents. Tonight's episode is another story time with Lucifer, I hope it don't scare you too much, little kitties (laughs) America, America Lucifer loves you tonight's episode is entitled The End is the Beginning takes place Here in rural America. (laughs) Life is normal. Some people's life is shitty. Some people's life is sweet. But ain't that how it goes, people. Ain't that how it goes. You know... A man wakes up from a long night of partying with his family and friends. <clears throat> they can't get nothing on the television, hardly anything on the cell phones. Hours go by, they're worried. They want to know what's going on. They see law enforcement officials out everywhere. People hauling balls down the road. 80, 90 miles an hour. People crashing, cars blowing up. And people are thinking, God damn, that's all right outside the house. Well, being in fear for their lives, because they didn't know exactly what the hell was going on. They finally get an emergency broadcast to come across the cell phone. And I thank goodness for cell phone, right, people? Here's the U.S. military. The general, whoever, you know how that shit goes. He speaks up and says, Attention, all Americans. I'm the head of the army. This is a national emergency. If you do not have to leave your home, stay in your home. And he says, For the love of God, people, I hope you're smart enough to have enough food and weapons to protect yourselves. Please take care of your families. Stay indoors if you do not have to leave. Well, they were a little low on food and ammo, so they make a beeline straight to town. They hit Walmart. Walmart's packed. It takes 10, 15 minutes just to go down one aisle. They finally get enough food. They're knocking motherfuckers out, you know. They're busting heads, everything, to get what they need for themselves selves and their families. Well, you know, you can't really blame them, people. You would do the same damn thing. And if you wouldn't, that would mean you're one heartless motherfucker. I would do all of that for my family. But... And unfortunately, that's another story. So anyhow, they get what they can, and they're smart about it. They make it quick, like six of them. Well, they packed the car down, and they couldn't get nobody else in the car. And there was two people left behind. The one brother looked at the other brother and he says, brother, trust and believe in me. I'll make hell fire straight back to the house. Y'all go ahead. So they take off. And the young lady, which she always had like a, a boy's haircut. But she was just the cutest little thing. She had bigger balls than most men you would ever meet in your life. Well, they went back to Walmart. And there was a dude in the fucking truck. He just got out, took off running, and the Walmart started fighting this dude just to get in Walmart. Well, the dumb, fat bastard left his fully-fueled truck, keys in ignition, jam-packed full of weapons, ammunition, and food, like military rations. It was awesome. That was one hell of a score there. The one brother looked at the young lady, and he says, now this is how we do it, girl. Let's get it. So they jumped in and took off. Well, the fat dude gave chase. But of course, you know, fat dude ain't gonna run too far. So they get away. The girl says to the brother, what if he calls the, the sheriff? You know. And the brother laughed and he says, do you think the sheriff's actually gonna worry about a stolen vehicle? when you got this unknown pandemic, virus, whatever the fuck is going on. We don't even really know what the hell is going on. The military ain't really told us. She's like, yeah, yeah, I, 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 can, I can feel that. So they get on back to the house. And uh, uh, now the brother looks at the older brother that just got back from with the truck he says, man, we're going to need more food, more ammo. The brother in the truck looks at the girl. And they start laughing. And uh, he says, brother, check this out. Opened up the little lid there in the back of the truck. The younger brother looks in. And he says, oh, hell yeah. They had ammo and weapons for a minute. They had plenty of food and water and some medical supplies. It was awesome. You know, the older brother kind of felt bad for a minute because what if the fat man was using it for his family? You know? But the way he thought of it too, he might have just been getting it to sell it, you know? So it was all right to steal it. They start boarding up the house. and uh, the younger brother's wife, she says, "Are you sure we need, need to go to this extreme when we don't know what the hell's going on?" The younger brother says, "I think it'd be a good idea. have have you heard anything else on on the news and she says no but the military was here a couple jeep loads of soldiers they had weapons and they said to stay inside no matter what because they don't know if they can contain the situation for much longer she was like what the fuck is the situation and the soldier says, ma'am, I'm not at liberty to say. They were all loading back up in the vehicles, and a young private, he kind of whispered to her quickly, it's a virus to reanimate the dead. It's out of control, pure rage, and they're fast and they're strong. Please protect yourself. May God show his love to you and your own and keep you safe. So the soldiers left. And the younger brother says, yeah, we, we need to do this. So they boarded the place up tight. I mean, they used screw after screw, and they busted up their table, their bed frames, everything. And sealed the place up tight. Only a few people stayed downstairs throughout the day and the night to keep the fire going. They had a little stove. Well, the most of the people that were smart stayed upstairs and barricaded themselves in their room, okay? Well, days go by, no sign of life. They thought, oh my God, man, it's really over, ain't it? Our society that we know and live in is over. The oldest brother, he was in his fifties. He was kind of, had a shitty eating grin on his face, and he smiled and he says, yeah, girl. He says, I think it is the end, but it's the beginning. And she's like, What do you mean by that? And he says, Well, it's the end of our life as the way we know it. And it's the beginning of another life that we have not lived yet. We'll be right back after this short note. Welcome back, America. Ladies and germs. Hey fellas, if you and your old lady is listening to my podcast, you better keep her tight. Make sure them doors and windows are locked up real good. Pull the curtains shut. Stay in the center of the room, people. Hint, hint. Center of the room. And we're back with tonight's episode entitled The End is the Beginning. So life is going on for like a week, week and a half. No sign of life. Everybody's tripping. The oldest brother speaks up and he says, Yes, I understand everybody's upset and worried we still don't really know what exactly is going on even though the soldier told us but was he lying or was he being lied to you know you just can't trust the government well a day after that started getting a little hairy they started seeing a few people walking through the uh, cornfields, okay? They, there wasn't no corn in the fields. They were just mowed down. And fucking people falling down and getting up. And one fella fell down and got up, and he had a corn stalk shoved into his eye. He was impaled by a fucking corn stalk. They all kind of laughed about it there for a minute. And the younger brother says, Yeah, it is funny, but I don't think them people are right. You know, are are they alive? Are they dead? Are they some type of zombie or some shit? Well, one of the people got view of one of the Young adults that disobeyed the rules and went outside to get some fresh air, which I understand that. You know, everybody needs a little fresh air in the apocalypse, you know. But one of the people out in the field noticed the young fella and started sprinting just like a bolt of lightning, just started sprinting. The young guy was like, oh, fuck. The time he said that, the dude was on top of him. The boy was fighting for his life. The older brother comes out, kicks the son bitch off of him, shoots him in the fucking face. All the other ones in the field started running toward him. So the older brother grabbed the young boy. He says, move your ass, move your ass. They went inside the house, barricaded herself in, everybody's tripping, what's going on? You hear pounding and everything, and kind of like a growl, and, you know, just God-awful sounds, you know, and all the scratching at the, the wood, and the, the, the glass windows breaking and everything, and fucking hands and shit coming in through the cracks of the wood and everything, So they start using their gun, the butts of the guns, and start beating the fucking arms. And you can see the arms breaking and hanging and everything. For hours, it was like this. All the women crying, a few of the dudes crying. The older brother orders everybody upstairs. Everybody, get the fuck upstairs, barricade yourselves in. <clears throat> he, him and his brother stayed downstairs, taking pot shots at them, shooting them in the face, shooting them in the eye. Shot a couple dudes in the ear, you know. Heads blowing up, brains flying everywhere. It looked like a disgusting horror film. But in their reality, it was pure real. Everything was happening. It was chaos like you would not believe. It was like they were in the horror movie. In fact, they were in the horror movie. Well, they defended themselves and their people, their home. They shot and killed every one of them. There was about 15, 20 of them that come out of the field. They're out there doing a little search and destroy just to make sure they got every one of them. They gave a sign that coast is clear. They put on gloves ordered by the younger brother just in case. Well, they throw them in the fire pit as many as they can Soak them down with diesel fuel, gasoline, kerosene, turpentine, and they light it up. The God the smell you ever want to smell in your life human flesh that's burning, even rotten. Oh, it's horrible. A few of the women are crying. Is this really happening? Is it really happening? Yes, it's really happening, the older brother said. They see a few vehicles coming down the road. The people there raised their weapons just for security's sake. Come to find out it was some friends from town. They said, man, we were scared to death. We've been barricaded in our homes, no food, very little water, hardly any weapons. This is really happening, isn't it? The younger brother says, yeah, it looks like it's happening to me. Looks like some crazy shit. Anybody seen the military? We seen a couple of truckloads the other day, but they just kept going on. The younger brother's wife spoke up and said, Yeah, I talked to one a couple weeks ago, and he said that he hopes God prays for us all that they might be losing control and they might be pulling out. Be careful, they're fast. Well, they all kind of looked at each other in in fear and like they didn't know if they really believed it. One fella spoke up and said, hey, pinch me. I think I'm asleep. Dude beside him reached over and cracked him across the jaw and said, no, you're awake, bitch. You're awake. We'll be right back. We're back, in America, with Storytime with Lucifer, your favorite evil host on 666-HOT-HELLS-PODCAST. We love you all here in hell. If there's any of my children out there that is lost, on a way away from abuse... If you need help, get a hold of Lucifer. Lucifer will do everything in his power to help you find a way. That's a hell of a time, Jump. (coughs) Three years go by. (coughs) Yes, America. Three years go by. Our people are still at the same house. So yes, people, three years go by. Our people, plus a handful of other people, are living there and adapting very nicely. They play it pretty smart. A bunch of semis. And they tip over the trailers and make like a fence all around the property. There's like 50, 60 semis. They got fire barrels outside and everything. They got lookout towers up on the semi-trailers. Everybody's working together. Everybody pulls together as one unit. Which is a smart thing. And nobody does nothing on the outside of the property unless the two brothers chit-chat about it and give the okay. Because they learn a few things from people if you get bit a direct bite by one of these fuckers your life is over alright it takes five minutes to kill you and three minutes to bring you back to life that's the walking dead now a lot of people are still having a, a trouble of uh, swallowing that pill. You know, they they still don't accept that. Yeah, this shit is happening. Well, they have disagreements and everything. <coughs> <laughs> Some people leave. <laughs> They never return. They send out search parties, all to no avail. No sign of the people that they went out looking for. They pick up a few strangers here and there they have to shoot and kill a few of them along the way because they show their true colors they're there to do them wrong to hurt them so they can't have that family (laughs) family unity family security everybody has to be safe this is not the time For one person to have one slip up. And cost people their lives. Well. Guess what America. That happens. The two brothers just shake their heads as they look at one another. Pull their pistols. And just start shooting motherfuckers. Well they get it under control. They have to end up burying their dad. The sadness just fills the the whole area where our people are at. Should it have happened? No. But it happened. The end is the beginning. Well, they start noticing... An increase in the amount of the walking dead all around the property. Well, they have to do something because they're starting to get low on food. <clears throat> well, they decide to go ghost. What do I mean by that, America? There's a lot of you out there that know what I mean. They decided to go ghost. Keep everything quiet as can be. Have nobody out and about on the property. Just in case you got one of them rotten fuckers looking through a crack between the semis. Well... You always have to think about things like that. They keep the noise down extremely low. Like a church mouse low. You know what I'm saying? Well, they keep the lights down to just a couple lights here and there at night. They give it a few days of doing this they start noticing a decrease in the amount of the infected surrounding the property. Well, they decide they're going to have four people leave. Carry a couple big military duffel bags, you know, that you can put a body in, you know. They take a few weapons, just a little bit of food and water and a medical kit. always gotta have a medical kit. Well, they caused a distraction over on the opposite side of where they're gonna leave. They go out through a door of the semi that they'd actually had welded like a hinge on with a padlock. Pretty ingenious thing, really. They wait until the flow of the infected move over to the other side while the four take off on a very dangerous, important mission. If that's what you want to call it. Very, very dangerous. They travel for miles Through the woods, through creeks, some of them get soaking wet, and the weather outside is getting cold. Well, they all know, hey, you're you're soaking wet, man. We got to get to somewhere where the wind's not blowing, where we can start a little fire and warm these clothes up, fly them out. One dude looks at him and says, Well, man, that's going to take away from our time on the mission. What if somebody else gets the food and stuff that we need? And so, well, we got to take that chance. So they find a little barn way down the road, miles and miles down the road. They see a few of the infected out and about. Well... They have on their rifles, they have homemade silencers out of Mac flashlights, out of uh, old uh, oil cartridges. Pretty ingenious people, you know. You got to give them a big high five for creativity. Well, they pop off a few of the infected. They move into the barn. They secure the barn to where no infected would get in. They make a little fire inside of the barn. And they open up the door, the little window door at the top of the barn so the smoke will roll out. Well, they know that the infected wouldn't really pay attention to the smoke but it's the people out there that they're unsure of people see smoke but they don't see no fire they know somebody's getting hold up in the place and get warm Well, they keep watch everything's good they spend all night there A couple of the people were kind of unhappy about it. But they were kind of glad because it started snowing. Not a good snow, just a spitting snow. Temperature dropped about 10, 15 degrees. They said, well, luckily there's enough wooden pallets in here to burn through the night. We'll have dry clothes and shoes and boots and whatnot. So they all hunker down for the night. They get something in their gut. Get a little buzz going on. Everybody has a drink. All right. A drink of whiskey. Whatever kind it may be. Cheap. Good shit. It don't matter. Just in case. It's your last time. You know. Because you could go out there and 20 minutes later be attacked by a small group of people and get all fucked up you can get killed you can get turned into an an infected person so everybody has a shot well one person stays up all night everybody sleeps about an hour or two before dawn before sun up Uh, the person on watch wakes up somebody so they may watch while that person gets a couple hours sleep which is the way to do it really well they pack up the gear put out the fire coast is clear in the back of the barn but not out front Lord forbid, not out front on the road. There's like ass loads of infected out on the road, smashing through car windows, pulling children out, pulling old people out, just ripping them apart, you know? The, the scene of it was just devastating on the eyes, you know? to to see something like that close up is unreal. The smell of rotted meat in the air is just enough to make you want to puke. Well, they make it through a small door in the back of the barn. They must have had like a chicken coop or something at one time attached there. So they went out the door and decided that they still had to stick to the back roads, so they're just chilling out, cruising along, walking down the back roads, every now and then, take a pit stop, piss, drop a load, whatever, you know, everybody's feeling good. Kind of on high alert, though. Well, you got one dude who's constantly on high alert. He's ready to rock and roll in a split second. Well, they get down the road, right in behind town. They get up in this old building. It was like a a grain storage area or some shit. It had a couple silos. you know, the spiral staircase where you can go all up the, the silo and whatnot. And they were at the top looking around and they said, Oh my God, this is the beginning of the apocalypse. And they saw people running, people hiding, people killing people. They thought, well, hell, there's a store that we need to go in. It should have everything we need. Well, they make it into the store safely. But to their disgust, they find that there's hardly anything in the store. They're like, son of a bitch. Like Fucking people looted this place so bad, a couple of people come in with pump shotguns. They said, yeah, we looted this place real bad when all this first started. Now there's hardly anything left. We're moving on, going house to house, building to building to check and see what we can get. Then we're moving on. It's like a hot spot here for these infected. It's it's sickening, man. Just to, to see one makes you want to puke. So our fearless four decide to travel along, hit a few houses, a few buildings. They get a decent amount of supplies. Instead of turning back and going back home and unloading and going back out, they decide to press on. So they're moving on. But they come across a few bands of people. Yes, people, they were very bad apples. They got into a firefight. One of the four, a female, she got hit in the head with a bullet. Popped her real good. Fucking brain splattered everywhere. Well, they wanted to take her with them. But they thought, we don't know how far we have to go and to carry her dead body. You know? So they decided to leave her there. Alright? Knowing that, yeah, the infected might eat on her, but they can come back later and hopefully get most of her body and take it home and bury it. So they press on, shooting their way through. They go through a large warehouse and just happen to be at the back of the place. They opened up the doors and there were four wheelers and dirt bikes, fully fueled and ready to fire up. So they said, hell yeah. They jumped on the dirt bike, a couple four-wheelers, and they took off down the road. Shots were fired. One fellow was hit in the arm. It was pretty much a graze. Wasn't nothing serious. Well, they get on down the road to the next town. They see a few affected, They take them out real quick with real prejudice. You know what I'm saying? They hit them hardcore. When they decide they want to check out the place, they meet up a few other people. Some people want horses. Even an old dude and an old woman pulling a fat dude on a cow. Yes, people on a fucking cow. The funniest shit you ever saw in your life. They all laughed about it. The fat guy says, Well, I don't know why you're laughing. He says, Because when it comes time where I'm starving, I'm killing this cow and I'm eating good. So all of like, Hell, yeah, okay, whatever, you know? So they press on they find a couple flatbed trucks with some military netting and some bungee cords and they find a small warehouse with a couple hundred pounds of ready-to-eat rations you know, the type you find in the buckets you know, the big five-gallon buckets you know, that shit's got a, a shelf life of 15 years You know, they find a whole fucking put all that on that flatbed. They load up the the four wheelers and the dirt bike and they haul balls back to the home front. They get back to the home front, honk the horn, yelled out, hey, this is me, you know, let me the fuck in, man we got supplies nobody answered they was like what the hell they tried to raise them on the CB they tried to raise them on the radio you know little walkie talkie bullshit you know (laughs) they tried for a half an hour no success came their way they thought what the fuck so a few of them they walked up the side they climb up the side of one of the semis they had a, uh, a ladder welded up just in case well to their horror and their disbelief they noticed that most of the family is outside Of the house. The door wide open. And one of the semi trailers. Was moved in. To where it left a gap of like. Two maybe three foot. They thought oh my fucking god man. We're going to have to kill our own people. So they did and they killed a few infected that was there. They burnt the whole place to the ground after they did a quick sweep, put a few rounds of lead in some skulls, packed up a few personal items, said a few prayers, gasoline and diesel fuel everywhere, let it up they rolled on through several towns through a few cities having problems here and there a lot of gun fights a lot of people starving trying to kill them to rob them to take what was theirs but you gotta understand, in a situation like that, it's every man for themselves. Most people out there have families. They want everybody to live. There is no laws. There is no police to help you. The military is only around in small groups, and they're just trying to stay alive themselves they can care less about you. Well, one of the groups of the military got into a little firefight with the people that had all of the supplies, okay? Well, the military lost real quick in a hurry. Well, little to the four awesome people that took off from the home front, little did they know that them soldiers were packing a lot of heat. Oh my god, the amount of weapons and ammo and explosives and surveillance equipment and shit. Oh my god, it was beautiful. So they jumped in a truck. they took off down the road, they had the weapons and their supplies. They come across a big farmhouse. It was beautiful. Animals out everywhere, horses running everywhere. They roll right on in, just like they own the place. Well, they have to kill the few infected that are there, which later they kind of feel a little bad about it because five little children, a couple boys and a few little girls, were now officially pretty much wards of the apocalypse. Another well, one guy says, well, you can run away and you'll probably be dead in a couple days or you can stay with us and live. So they all decided, hell yeah, they got guns, they got food. We're staying with them. We'll be right back after this brief message. Our people The four originals, well, three originals, one woman got shot in the head, but she was a good looking woman. But anyhow, the originals and the new people, they're on the road for almost a week. Stopping for fuel where they can. Uh, They come across the biggest horde of infected that they've ever seen. They decided to go in through this mall. It had already been looted pretty much. They come across some things they could use. They secured the mall up as tightly as possible. Yeah, it looked like the movies. How they were like thousands and thousands of infected out there. Well, one guy looks at the girl. And he says, well, darling. This might be the end. She cried. Hysterically cried. Well, unfortunately our people somebody missed the door a service entrance to one of the little food courts in there and the infected started pouring in well a couple people <coughs> decided to wait until the fires fire bullets were flying heads were blowing up, body parts everywhere, a couple of the people get killed. Well, it's the perfect time for a couple people to haul ass. They went out another entrance, another access, service entrance, whatever. Well, as everybody in the mall Pretty much became a snack. One girl looks at the guy, and she says, "Did we really do the right thing by leaving?" "You're clearly someone he who takes says, care of yourself." So we're-, we're back, America. Story time with Lucifer. So the man and the young female they get down the road quite a ways the girl starts crying the man looks at her and he says darling why are you still crying she says well I love you and he says well I love you too you know we've been together through this for a minute he's like I'm not talking about it that way." He says, I'm talking about, I love you. He kind of looked at her, and he kind of smiled, and he says, well, I love you, too. She says, I so much wanted to have a family with you. And uh, the dude kind of smiled, and he says, yeah, that'd be pretty cool, wouldn't it? She kind of laughed, and she was like, yeah, good day. But we can't really do shit in the apocalypse, can we? He kind of shrugged his shoulders. Eh, maybe. I don't know. So they press on. Well, the guy, you know, having a good heart and all, he stumbles across a man. Yes, people had a a, a ski he was carrying a little bag he had robbed a jewelry store the man kind of smiled bent down picked the bag up and pulled out a few rings found one to fit the young woman slid it on her fingers gave her a kiss on the lips and said there Now we're a couple. She smiled. You're the greatest. They get on down the road. They notice that the infected are just overwhelming them by the thousands. The man turns around to look to see if they had a clear way out. They didn't. There was too many coming, so they get into a house and. You're clearly someone <clears throat> who takes care of yourself. So when it comes- we're back in America. Story time, with Lucifer. I apologize. I'm having a little bit of technical difficulties, but it's all good now. As we're coming to the end of my podcast for this evening. <clears throat> I just want to wish all my people out there the very best during this pandemic that our country is having. I hope every one of you is safe and doing well. I hope to hear from you sometime. Holler at me. So, the man and the young lady are in a house, such a beautiful house. The young lady looks at the man and says, now shit, why couldn't we have this house and you carried me over the threshold when you put that ring on my phone? He kind of chuckled. He's like, yeah, that'd be pretty cool, wouldn't it? She's like, yes. She's like, well, the infected are not too close, but far enough away. One probably got a couple hours to kill, and smiled at him. Well, he instantly knew what that was, and they went upstairs to the master bedroom. The kisses started happening. The clothes started flying off. They're in it hot and heavy doing the nasty people. Oh they had so much fun. So they get cleaned out and they get prepared. Well the dude is starting to shoot at him at the infected. He's that son of a bitch. He's like There was way too many. It was like, I checked out the house earlier. And down in the basement, there's like a root cellar with a tunnel that leads away from here. He was like, you need to go down there and get a move on. And I'll meet you on the other side. Well, he says, I'll see you on the flip side. She kind of smiled, but was kind of nervous. Kind of worried. He said, if you hear a loud boom, keep going. Well, she goes through the place, gets away. The house explodes. She waits around for, for an hour, for our dude is dead. She walks away out of the tunnel down by a creek. This is the end and the beginning of my life. Well, America, there'll be more of that story later. My time is running very short. Lucifer loves you people. Everyone loves Lucifer. Burn bitches.